microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a big plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groove. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? Good. I can't believe it's been a week since, well, this time last week, we were performing live at Celebration. You were, yeah. and I was, yeah. I, was mon- I was monitoring the, uh, the airways for you guys from the base. And we hate that you were not able to join us. I, I, we totally, we totally understand why, but it's still, it's still I, good chunks. It, it did, you know. It's my, I, 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 you know, my my family better appreciate it. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. Well, Star Wars only turns forty once. Well. We're definitely going to do some celebration recap. Uh, we're going to some other stuff. Um, hey, Jarvis, if you would, you please, can you pull, can you put up all the show notes on screen for everyone? Roger, Roger. He did this to us last week, too. Yes, he did. He, he's, uh, he's in the Star Wars mood as well. Kylan, go punch Jarvis. Jarvis, you and I had this talk last week. I'm, I, I'm, I don't want to get violent, but, you know, I, I got to hit you. Well, let's, let's try this again. Jarvis, put the show notes up on screen for us, please. For you, sir, anything. Uh, there you uh, go. Okay. That's better. Now, um, a week ago, at the time of this recording, um, we did our live show at Celebration. and history On was, the podcast stage. On the podcast stage, and history was made. The Howard the Duck theme was played twice on the podcast stage. At oh my gosh. Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're wondering what he's talking about, go back and to uh, – I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say MightyMarvelGeeks.net because I know you'll be putting it over there soon. Yes. Uh, or you could go to WeBeGeeksPC.com if you don't find it there. It is uh, issue number 163. It is It's Celebration Live. Now, this is uh, this is the audio of our live show. And Mike here started off <laughs> with, we're here to talk about one of the great franchises in history. You know, this great Lucasfilm product. Everyone's says, excited. Uh, Everyone's excited. Yeah, They're cheering along. Everybody's fist pumping. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, oh, wait, we are talking about this, right? And hits it. And 
you do see me do a little dance. Oh my god, you did! And that's when yes, he did. I did. He did. It, it took him a minute. It took the it, it took the audience a minute just to sink in. <laughs> Not only once they did, I think they appreciated it. Not only did I play it twice, I also snuck in a little. Earth's mightiest heroes. Earth's mightiest heroes. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, and the best part is, no one thought we were nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! Hell yeah! (laughs) Wow! So, So so they now. They got to experience in real life what we experience on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> not once but twice. Twice. I Ugh. I don't think any other podcast at a Star Wars celebration has ever played Howard the Duck. There might just be a reason for that, uh, but. Uh. As we are like, we were the only Marvel podcast to broadcast from the stage during this celebration. Woo! And if there was ever a Marvel podcast to to perform or do a show on the celebration podcast stage previous to us, we don't know about it. No. So so as far as we know, we have made Marvel podcast history. Yeah. We, We have made celebration history. There you go. There you go. So. Did we have a packed room, sold-out room? No. We were up against Star Wars Insiders no. panel. <laughs> they were giving away an <laughs> iPad. Yeah, we lost out to the iPad. But you know what? We did have a, a group. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was it was a decent group. I will say it's a decent group. Yeah. We, actually, we actually had a listener on the show, at the, at the yeah. show. So that that was cool. Yes. Well, yeah. you know that, that that's that, that's awesome that you act, that you got to meet no, that that you got to actually meet somebody who who's been with us. You know, so, somebody yeah. loves us, yeah, or at least tolerates us. <laughs> well, and actually came up it came out with some new listeners to the show as well. And yes, big, and it, big shout out to the Geek Bros. Uh, hey, Geek Bros, Geek Bros. And because uh, they actually we interviewed hope you're listening. us, we hope you enjoyed the shout out. They they actually interviewed us after the show. Even we conducted yeah. our first interview. Yeah! Wow! So, yeah! Yeah! Uh, all right. See, shirts they're, they're were good, they're good guys. Were hit. Good guys. Yeah. The, the shirts look nice, but those shirts, I was like, uh, 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 yeah. yeah. We actually took a picture with um, with Luke's Landspeeder. Yeah. And it's funny, his daughter Zoe is standing kind of like, it, it, depending on how the picture, you can either have Zoe by herself or you have us by ourselves. It's like uh, yeah. me, Mike, and, and, and my son, Mac. Mm-hmm. And the three of us are arguing over the keys to the speeder. <laughs> yep. And that was that was our group picture with the with the with Mighty the Marvel shirts. Geek shirts. Yep. Cool. But going back to the broadcast, unfortunately, I, I do have to confess here. Uh, I was recording the audio through the microphones. So, well, you know, here we are, and I've started up. I'm recording it, and we're also doing the live through my phone going Facebook Live. Right. Well, when the Geek Bros come up and says, hey, we'd like to interview you, I'm just – they've got the camera kind of like in our general direction. And just without thinking, I closed the laptop, which was still oh, recording. Right. So everything shut down. 
But because I didn't hit stop recording, that entire hour's worth of audio evaporated. Oh. Yes. That's why that's why you're getting kind of audio from the uh, the issue 163. I mean it's yeah. not it's not bad audio. But it's it's definitely that's why live. You're not hearing, that's yeah. why it's definitely live. Yeah. And it's cool. Well, we, everything was yeah. fine. I recovered. Yeah. And let's see. We had a very nice conversation with Jordan White, yes. the uh, editor for all the Star Wars Marvel titles. Future right. guest. Future guest. Future guest. Future guest, we hope. We also we also ran into, uh, now you talked to them more than I did. John Tyler, uh, John Christopher. Tyler Christopher. Phil Noto. Phil Noto. Charles Soul. Charles Soul. We've been pronouncing uh, his name wrong. We just have. Just for the record. It's not Charles Soleil. It's Charles Soul. Came from the man himself. Well, no, it came Yo. from Jordan. Came from a couple different people. Uh, no, what? it came from him too. Yeah, he's because one he was in the road. It wasn't Amy. Ra- Amy Ratcliffe hosted the uh, Marvel panel. Okay, uh, I can't remember who hosted the uh, the writers panel, but she. Also I want to say it was. Uh, I want to say it was the head of Lucasfilm's publishing division. It might have been. I'm still working on the show notes for that hidden treasure. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize hidden treasure. I didn't realize the microphone was recording, and I got the the entire audio for the writers panel. So it's. But we got some really good news out of the and the writers panel. Yep. Well, let, let's start with the writers panel first. That's where we first okay. hear about. The journey to the Last Jedi, uh, which is what they okay. did, something similar with with the Force Awakens, um, right. where there's books, the comics. You now, with the comics, that's where we got uh, Shattered Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, when we found out, we're getting Captain Phasma in a five five issue mini. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after, working with Marvel Comics and Lucasfilm. IDW, I'm going to say this because it is a comic, IDW, mm-hmm. in conjunction with Marvel and I and Lucasfilm, will be putting out an all-ages Star Wars title. Really? Yeah. Well, the point of it is to have Star Wars stories that, you, that younger readers can grasp and digest. Right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not ready for the comic books or the novels. Or, or anything like that. I mean, it's like an interest. It's like a Star Wars Golden Book kind of thing. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Mar- okay. Mar- Marvel's still a little too adult for the kids. Yeah. But this gives them stories that they could get into the Star Wars comic universe reading. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if these stories will be canon or not, but it, it's well, something. It's something that's going to help get get the uh, get people excited. And get kids excited for the comics. Well, definitely so hof- get kids excited, yeah. And get them into the concept of collecting the comics. So when they get ready for what we're reading, mm-hmm. they're already used to collecting comics in the comic format for the Star Wars stories. Right. It's to get them acclimated to the comic book format. Yeah. Right. And the comic book medium. So, I mean, that was... That was mo- um, during the writer's panel... I know it was mentioned it in the Marvel panel as well. 
Charles Soule's the one who picked the Lando character to write. Oh, really? It was not yeah. assigned to him. He he had carte blanche to pick whoever he wanted, and and he he went Lando. That was his choice. Okay, which I thought was a good choice. Well, yeah, yeah. I think he did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, definitely one of the the better stories out there. Mm-hmm. Um, now going to the Marvel panel, we did get the announcement that Poe Dameron's going to be continuing because the popularity of the character has been great, and we actually saw the first four pages of mm-hmm. issue thirteen, which so, I think just came out this past Wednesday. Yeah, got it. Yep. Yeah, and, and I, I saw it. I'm like thirteen. <laughs> That's where we heard Phil Noto make the comment, I could draw uglies for a month. Yes. <sighs> and you have to know the context of that to to fully appreciate it. Because for those of you who are listening to this and don't know what uglies are, basically what they are is, well, they are spaceships. They're fighters, usually, mm-hmm. right. that are cobbled together by bits of other fighters. Like... Uh, you can have a an ugly that contains like a, a tie fighter the uh, the ball section, but on the sides where there are usually those solar panels, you have two Y wing engines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the best one Phil said he he enjoyed doing was the Adat head with the tie yes. fighter panels on it. Yes, yes. Oh man, I mean it's just you can just have so much fun with it because there are no rules to it. No, yeah. there's one where I think it was like the the, uh, the editor or the Lucas the the Marvel liaison on the uh, story group. I wish I could remember his name. Matt. Um, Matt. Yes, Matt said I looked at this. I did a double take on it because it looks like Phil put a snow speeder in space. Which he did. Which he pretty much did. Yes. <laughs> Well, but you can have any kind of visual gag with an ugly. Yeah. Right? You want an ad at head in space, fine. You could do that. And that's where it just Mike may not remember this, but that that comment just Oh, uh, I remember the comment. Because that was that was a that was a conversation. That was a a, a concept that goes back to the old uh Dice 6 Star Wars role-playing game. Yeah. From mm-hmm. West End Games. So that's that's something that's being brought that has now become canon with the uglies. Yeah. Now yeah. the the other the other cool part was um, we get more info about the new Darth Vader series. Yes. And we saw the first four pages of it. Mm-hmm. Literally mm-hmm. takes place seconds after Vader screams no in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, you see, it opens up and you see him still standing in front of that slap. In, in, in front of the, as they put it, robot people, not humans, droids. <laughs> and I liked what his comments about it. He said it was like Darth Vader year one. Yeah. Which, if you know, you know, Batman year one, you know what it's talking about. Yeah. And plus, he says he's writing it like it's a horror story. Which is going to be great. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Wow. You look confused, Eric. Eric, you're still with us, right? So we continue on to Screaming Citadel, and the Screaming Citadel looks amazing. Again, sneak peek at the stories. Uh, he pulled up a couple people out of the audience that were dressed as Afra and had them uh, read the PDF. Right. Yeah, the only problem is that the two Afras 
once they read it, they couldn't comment what was in it. I mean, they just ah. had to give like an overall spoiler-free review of it. They couldn't right. even sit there at the panel in front of everybody and read it. They had to go back behind the curtain and do it. Now, the, the best part was wow. after they finished, Jordan called them back up and asked, so what do you guys think? Their first comment was, you're such a tease, in which – they further explain you left it at a cliffhanger. It's like, well, duh. <laughs> well, that's kind of our job. <laughs> but it got it was too Afro approved. There you go. So, um, and speaking of though, um, I think we need to tell them about the the conversation that we had with Jordan before the Marvel panel. Uh, we started talking about Doctor Afra, and we said, "Would it be?" We we started talking about you know if Doctor Afra or the droids could make it into one of the Star Wars movies. And I said, "I would even like to see Betty White come in <laughs> in Episode Eight as a really old Doctor Afra." And and there was a guy that was working the uh, the the booth who just like pulled the curtain aside and said, "Betty White rocks," or something to that effect. Something to that effect. <laughs> and Jordan just kind of like, well, you know, there's just there's just one thing, and not not all of the artists do this to the same extent as others. But we are trying to portray Doctor Afra as Asian, okay. and I'm gonna—I'm just going to and flat out admit I never picked up on that. I, no, I no, I haven't either. But okay, she—if she is Asian, she seems more mixed than purebred. Yeah, I mean, but, she's not, she doesn't have strong Asian features, but you know, now that he said it, going back and looking at it, it's like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But I will say it was very cool seeing more Afra role play or cosplay than Slave Leia cosplay. That's true. You weren't looking in the right spots. Uh, oh, I, I was. I was looking, but it seemed like I, there was two Afras for every Slave Leia. I will say yes, there were a lot of Afras, and it was good to see that cosplay over the Slave Leia. And it's not look a good slave Leia outfit is good if you could, if you could if you pull it off that's great. I it's just I pulled it slave off Leia. I thought I pulled it off beautifully. Oh wait, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there actually was a dude walking around in a slave Leia yeah. outfit at one point, but yeah. it's almost like the slave Leia thing has become a trope. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, it's. It is, I, I don't want to say it's tired, but it's it's expected. Well, right. it, it, and since Disney and Lucasfilm said they're not going to authorize any more official Slave Leia imagery out there, be it art, figures, collectibles, whatever, because some guy last year complained about the Slave Leia 6-inch Black Series figure. How can they allow this? Uh, have you not seen the movie? Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I admit that's going that's going too far. But really, I'm not. I'm okay with them not doing it, even if you take that guy out of the equation. Right. Yeah. Just because just because the slave Leia concept is so overdone. Yeah. Right. Now, sometimes you'll see somebody that'll put a, a uh, an interesting spin on it. Right. Like the ones the the Disney princesses, the slave Leia's. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, the the guy walking around in the slave Leia outfit. You're I gotta admit, I chuckled at that. I, I chuckled at that one because that's that I was acting that. I saw it at C six too. So. Yeah. But you know when when you okay. 
we're we're kind of getting off the topic here, though. Bless their hearts. The the late sixties women dressed as slave Leia. More power to you for for doing it, but just because you can doesn't mean you well, should. But then again, there was some other stuff we saw too. It's like just because you can doesn't mean you should. There's something else I thought was good though. There were a lot of Juno eclipses. Yes, but there were there were there were a ton of rays, right. uh, several Mara jades. Mara's still getting love out there. Mara's still getting some love oh, out yeah. there. All right, good, good, I, good. I think I captured a picture of the only cosplay of Han's wife. Really? Yes. yes. She was going into the Marvel panel, appropriately so. But yeah, <laughs> there, there was a Han and Sana yep. uh, cosplay couple. Dude, there. I actually saw this. Is this is one awesome. of my favorites? It was not the most elaborate. It was not the, I would say, highest quality. But it was Mystique as Leia. Oh, yeah. And not as not the slave Leia. The episode one, the episode four, the A New Hope Leia. Okay. Costume the modified buns in the white dress. The costume yeah, slightly. It had a Mystique feel to the costume, but I mean, it was done yeah. well. Now, I will say, yeah. while we were talking to Jordan. There was this guy who comes up to Jordan and thanks him profusely. And Jordan's like, for what? He goes, I was wearing a black protocol droid outfit. And you came up to me asking me if I was triple zero. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Not knowing. So I went and read the book, discovered who it was. And what, a month ago, just got approved as the 501st, very first triple zero approved costume. Ah! Yeah. So we met the very first, I think the only triple zero cosplayer in the 501st. Yeah. Yeah, it's a young. It's a. It looks to be like a, a youngish man, a small frame. Obviously, if he's going to be a protocol droid, he's got to be that. He, he that that's that wiry figure. Uh, name of uh, what was it? I kept calling, ch- trying to call him Christopher, but it's Christian Mercado. That was yeah. his name. And, and yeah, I, I've seen pictures online where people have caught him in costume. The costume is brilliant. The red mm-hmm. eyes, everything, dead on. I am loving the fact that you're seeing more cosplay of the new comics. Yeah. Yes. I mean, your Afras, your Triple Zeros, your your Sauna. I am saying that right, right? I think so. I believe it's Sauna, yeah. Yeah. And there was a, a Darth Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Jackson, Jackson, the Green Rabbit from the old version. That did my heart good. <laughs> it did my heart good. Yes, he was in a Sith cloak, but yes, it was him. Um, and there was Darth Deadpool too, so you know. So getting back briefly to to Jordan, yes, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you pick it back up. No, go ahead. Well, he he told us we needed to be at the writers panel, so that's why we were there. Uh, and of course, that mm-hmm. the news broke of Phasma. Mm-hmm. Now he had been signing. Now we we had comics to give out, and we gave Christian uh, a signed copy of Vader Down Number One. Mm-hmm. And in which he had Jordan sign it. And Jordan went and signed it in Arabish. And he was trying to remember it. So the next day when we were at the <laughs> Disney booth, I picked up an extra name tag order form that had Arabish on the back. And at the writer's panel, we gave him the uh, the, uh, the, card. the card. Well, we had Mac deliver it. And Mac... Mainly because that way we could see his reaction to it. Mac, he was very professional. Very polite. As soon as Jordan and looked back and saw who it was, 
laughter ensued. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, I mean, we had a we had a great show. We had a, a a good time doing it, and not just not just for the live show, not just for the Marvel themed cosplay, but really, it seemed like. The Marvel folks, it's just, they, the Marvel presence at the Star Wars convention seemed very welcome. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we were walking around in, in Starfleet uniforms or anything like that. It, it was it, – it's like, oh, you're with the Marvel thing. Well, that's cool. I, I think I said this to Jordan. I wish Marvel had a booth. But they were there as, with um, Tate's Comics, and it was great that all the comics on Tate's wall of their booth was nothing but Star Wars. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so you could say, in essence, they unofficially had a booth. Unofficially, yeah. And maybe, maybe that was a good thing. Yeah. Because really, though, I, this I can't confirm this because this is my first celebration, but it seemed like they were kind of testing waters. Um, I would say no because they would have been at Anaheim as well in 2015. Okay. Which is when they started back with the Star Wars line. So by time by the time it came around in Anaheim, they've already been going at least four or five months. So do you think there will be a Marvel booth next? Probably not. That's I would because I, I think that's that's an opportunity. I would like to see it. Right. I, I would I would love to see it with some of the um, the uh, like the director some pages. of the people that they had there this year. Yeah, I would love to see them bring in actually the entire creative team for Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, of of all the ongoing series. I would love to have seen Jason there. Nothing against yeah. Charles. Nothing against Charles, Phil, or or JTC. But I, I would love to have seen more. Now during well, the Marvel, it's like would have been also like to have seen, not just I want to see. I would also want to see. Yeah, the the Star Wars team would have been great. Um, the team behind Maul would have been great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of what else is going on right now. Not oh, ha- well, we had Poe. We got we had Poe. Well, right. the they did a survey in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. So we're we're going to pitch this survey kind of to you like they did with us. Sequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, or original trilogy. Trilogy. Uh, trilogy. Uh, uh, yeah, we sequ- Jedi. Sequels, uh, prequels, or original, kind of, for a new book. For a new book. For a new book. Prequel, sequel, original. Original. Overwhelmingly, it came out prequel. Really? It gets better. Mm-hmm. With the prequel, episode one, two, or three? Three. I think that's what everyone said there as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, human or non-human? Human. They went non-human. Basically alluded to... Basically, they're trying to troll the audience and steer the audience into an Ahsoka, Ahsoka title. Ah, okay. Five issue would be so, great. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say within the next few months... You're going to see an announcement of a, an Ahsoka mini series. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, see, here's the thing. Uh, see, after um, L- let's- after Rogue One, I've kind of gotten like I, I, I'm kind of interested in like if it's go- if it's going to be prequel, I'm interested in seeing some of the early rebellion stuff because I really liked seeing that and not being tied to the whole Jedi versus Sith thing. See, there, it, was, it was kind of nice to get a break from that. See, there was a lot of stuff with like the Canaan book that they wanted mm-hmm. to go into that they mm-hmm. couldn't because it it was crossed too much over into into Star Wars Rebels. Rebels, mm-hmm. yeah. So 
the Kanan series, and I heard this from, not from Marvel, but from Lucas PR. Mm-hmm. The Kanan series, Lucas pulled the plug on, not Marvel. Because it was starting to get too much into storylines for for rebels, so but they, but they couldn't go. Yeah, mm. but okay. now that the upcoming season of Rebels is going to be the last season, mm-hmm. I I don't think we're going to get a revisit of Kanan. I, it might. It doesn't have to be a revisit of Kanan. You could see more. I, I would love to see a Hera. Yeah. Or really, or you know what? I would love to see. I would the, love to see their stories continue. Just like the whole group, I mm-hmm. would I would actually love to see a prequel story before Rebels with Sabine, her time at the Academy, um, stuff that she had done with the Empire to cause her to leave the Empire to become part of the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Let's get that backstory, provided we don't get that in season four. Right, I think we're going to see some of that in season four, though. But mm. but I, I I would I would love a like tales before the rebellion and get yeah. the, the story of Zeb on Lethal. Um, how as cheesy as it sounds, how did Chopper come about and part of this group? The backstory, <laughs> the backstory to Hera, um, a lot of that Ezra would kind of get in season one, but you know the backstory on Sabine. All of that. Let, let, let's get there. Um, right. So, yeah, announcement possibly of Ahsoka coming. I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. Is there anything else out of the Marvel panel I'm missing? Oh, snap. Oh, yes. They're going to be doing a comic book adaptation of Rogue One. And yes. this adaptation will have a lot of material that the director wanted to include in the movie but didn't. So the adaptation is going to be like a director's cut of the film. Yeah. Uh, so we might actually. What wasn't? Well, no. So, sort of. Wasn't like, there rumors of, about? How, no, go ahead. It'd be sort of like the original six issues of the Star Wars movie adaptation by Marvel in '77. Yeah. Where we got some stuff yeah. in it that we didn't see in the movie. So you think we're going to get Luke sooner in this one than we did in the movie? No, this is from Rogue One. This is Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One. Okay. Not Force Awakens. Force Awakens is out now. Right. So did they, but did they do that with with Force Awakens? No, Force Awakens, I think it's a straight up adaptation. It's not a director. Okay. All right. So, okay. So now there's a rumor out there or theory, maybe one the same, that Wedge was at Yavin base that, but you know, he didn't make it to one because he didn't make it into one of the X-Wings. So do you think we're going to see some of that? Like, will we see Biggs and because because uh, well, pretty much this is before that Biggs. happens right after this is before, is before Biggs. But Rogue when the Rogue been One's there? before no, not a, not for Rogue One. No, you know what? Rogue One, Big Biggs is on Tatooine. In. No, he's on Tatooine. You you know what? You're right. You know what? You're absolutely right. You're right. He's okay. They're visiting, but he would have right. already hooked up. No, 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 no. He would not have hooked up with the rebels because I remember in that. In the comic book adaptation, he gets to Tashi Station, Luke does, and he mm-hmm. finds Biggs there. Mm-hmm. Um, this and is Biggs after leaving. Biggs is is there. He says, I've made some friends at the Academy, Luke. Um, we're go- At the first opportunity, we're going to jump ship and join the Alliance. 
So at the start of episode four, he is not hooked up with the rebels yet. That's right. Okay, but so Wedge Wedge was already there though, supposedly. Yes, because Wedge Wedge jumps during Rebel season three. Nothing okay. to say Wedge doesn't go in undercover to recruit these new people out, including right. Biggs. Now, um, it, with, with the Rogue One, though, it, it will be cool to see some of the other stuff. Yeah, and, and I can't yeah, wait. I'm getting this one. So, um, so yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for Celebration. Let's go into the Thor trailer. I know we're a bit late on it, um, but with the craziness of last well, week and timing yeah. of when we got out last week, we were going to do a show, but there was no way none of, either of us are going to make Eric or I are going to make it. I think by the time no, we got yeah. back to our, our respective places, we about crashed. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a long day for us that day. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Um, so... Well, let's let's just go ahead and talk about Mjolnir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's we, it's not the first image that you see in the trailer, but it is the one that sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second, second image that sticks with me. But go ahead. <laughs> Him hanging from the chain and the and what we well, that, what we think is yeah yeah. Man, I'm Which, like. <sighs> Well, the, him with the chain, that's, uh, isn't that Musefilm? Musefilm? Yes, yes. Yeah. Basically, Hell's Domain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also makes me wonder uh, if, if we're going to see some of Surter. Uh, okay. Possibly. So, you know, that's possible. It is. Possible. Giant Fire Demon. Yeah. Wow. Now, as we're going through this, this trailer, um, Hell, Hella's arrival. Oh my! Mm, yeah, hey, you know, yeah. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did did its job as being a parody of the '50s, '60s B movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kate Blanchett looked hot as the Russian officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got nothing on uh, what's her name from Under Underworld. Oh, Kate Beckinsale. Yes, yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beckinsale doesn't even come close to Blanchett in this. This costume is amazing. And then when they show her with the headdress. Yeah. Where she looks like she's straight out of the comics. Of the comics. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, wow. We know my opinion on the first two Thor movies. Mm-hmm. I really care less. This movie, I am so excited for and I'm not I, I, delu- I am not delusional. Eric mm-hmm. and I talked a bit about this at celebration. Mm-hmm. I am legitimately excited about this Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. is kind of where we. Th- this is the kind of style the first one should have been, mm-hmm. and then this yes. one should have been. Oh, the no, second I one. enjoyed the first Thor. I mean, it was okay. I enjoyed it. It was okay. I don't think it was the strongest though. Oh. I mean, for me to be honest, I don't, I don't think, right. I don't think it was the strongest. This one's going to be the strongest of the three. This is going to be one of those. How do you save a superhero franchise? Third film. There it is. There it is. I mean, normally it's how do you destroy a superhero franchise? Third film. This one's actually going to save it. But that's my I, opinion. Know, 
And you're more than welcome to email the show at mmg at net and let us know your opinion as well. Wait, I said WeebyGeeks.net, didn't I? You did. MightyMarvelGeeks.net. There we go. MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Mm-hmm. So let us know there. Well, you know, I, I have to admit... I'm pretty excited too, and I was on the on the s- scale of one to ten, ten being like ultra ultra super hyper excited. I was like maybe a four or a five at the most with the last two. So, but I'm I'd say I'm probably an eight or nine, and some days a ten after seeing this trailer. You know, okay. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, and. Okay, let's just go ahead and draw attention to the big gamma-radiated green elephant in the room. <laughs> yes. We know we are watching this movie because we want to see Thor and the Hulk throw down. Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and probably the, the, that scene owned me out of the trailer where Loki and the Grandmaster are just sitting up there. It's like, oh, yes, it's going to be gloriously gory. It's going to be it's going to be a slaughter. It's going to be. Why is he cheering? <laughs> he goes, we know each other. He's a friend from work. It's kind of like a friend from work. That's the last thing I expected to hear out of Thor's mouth. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be that excited, period, to see Hulk. Uh, I mean, granted, he's on an alien world. And if you see somebody you recognize, yeah, you're going to be like, wow, I didn't think I'd be anybody here. Well, but but of course, we know we want to see him throw down. We do. We do. Totally. (laughs) So, um. Of course, we're other thing out of the trailer. How about that wormhole? Is that possibly the connection to the Guardians universe? Uh, possibly. That would be a good way to connect it. Yeah. And then the other thing that we have missed is Valkyrie. Yes. Especially when she is on her winged stallion. Uh-huh. That was awesome to see. Yes. And the, and the fact that they brought the Kirby world to life. Uh, oh, that that was that was amazing. It 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 really was. Mm-hmm. So so we said we're excited about um about this film. Can't wait. Uh, this comes out what next year, right? Or is it later this year? Later this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, trying to think where we go next. Uh, how about Agents of Shield talk? Actually, I think because of the time we have, let's shelve it. Okay. But let's get in. Let's get into uh, the Guardians Volume tr- Volume yes. Two soundtrack. Yes. Because I want to know: Did we get? Did we get? Of course, my computer is going to be slow on this. Mm. I've put. I've in got a request. it up. I put in a request for. Uh, no. No, didn't get nope. it. Does no, one listen, it. does no one listen to this show? So what did make the list? Considering our download numbers, yes. But apparently James Gunn does not listen to the show, and I think that's just a tragedy. That needs to change. That needs to change. If you are listening to this and you know James Gunn, take him a copy. I, I think I, I think it's almost time to to go for me to go out and buy that um, flash drive and send it to him. And, and put like – 10 episodes or 10 issues. There you go. And just send it to him. 
Listen to this. Hi, James. How are you? <laughs> we want you on the show. But we do have we do have Mr. Blue Sky by the Electric Like Orchestra, which Gunn says, uh, I've always said that if the Guardians had a house band, it would be ELO. That explains why the orchestra is playing that. I think they're playing that over at Amgard because they're they're at Amgard <laughs> right now. I don't know. Oh, well. he said they did have to. They did have to fight really hard to get the rights to the song. Well, yeah, because there's a like right now they're only listed as the orchestra. Yeah, and the font size had, and that had to be a certain size because I think it's the. Yeah, I know there was some hassle with us getting signage for them for Amgard. There were a lot of hurdles we had to cross for that. Gotcha. Mm. Well, you also have, if you've been listening to the trailers, you've heard Fox on the Run by Sweet. Um, Now, unfortunately, this is the only place you're going to hear it because it doesn't actually appear in the film. If you remember the the volume one soundtrack, Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum, which would have been a perfect song for for the movie, was on the soundtrack, but not in the movie itself. I thought it was. Now i got to go back and look it again. Well, there was a scene where I thought it was going to be, but it actually turned out it was uh, Go All the Way. Right, because there's right. there's a section of that where the where the two, there's a section where both songs sound very similar. Uh, you also have Lakeshore Drive by uh, Aliota J- Haynes Jeremiah, uh, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac, and you've heard that in the trailers yeah. a lot as well. That was in the first trailer. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bring it on home to Sam Cook. Yeah. Something that raised my eyebrows quite a bit. Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell. I mean, it's a cool song. It's a cool song. Don't get me wrong. I remember what was like played all the time on the radio. But uh, Gunn said it was a childhood favorite, so that's why it's in there. He said it's a little bit of a different flavor for the movie. Gee, you think so, Director Obvious? I think so. Uh, You had George Harrison, My Sweet Lord. Yeah. And that kind of ties into uh, Peter Quill's father, played by Russell. It's it's almost like it's being used as Ergo's theme, or Ego's theme. It pretty much is. Uh, Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass. I'm going to have to overlook the fact that this is on there. Um, It's a popular song. It's not a bad song. I just have bad memories with it. Uh, Well, apparently Gunn does, too. (laughs) Yeah. Because he says, yeah, he it's, says it's a song I, I sort of uh, sadly, tragically related to. Mine is not really so much tragic. It's just annoying because we used to play trivia at this uh, this hotel bar, and it was on the same night where they would have karaoke. This one guy would come in, and he would sing two songs, the same two songs, every stinking week for several months. And one of them was Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. I don't think I'd have minded it so much if he could carry a tune with a wheelbarrow. Yeah. So anyway, that's the reason I have to overlook it. But we also have Come a Little Bit Closer by Jay and the Americans. Um, he says it's it's in a scene where the heroes, quote, enjoy a little bit of ultraviolence while it's playing. And it's really fun. I got to see this scene. I want to see this scene. That That is just pumped me up for it. Uh, Wham Bang Changalang by Silver. Surrender by Cheap Trick. Uh, Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Father and Son by Cat Stevens. Flash by Parliament. Yeah. That's a a fun song. Flashlight by Parliament. Get to to now incorporate Parliament into the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Okay, how much you want to bet we're going to see Baby Group dancing to this one? 
You think? When you got Parliament, you got the funk. No, no, no. You're supposed to say, I am Groot. And last but not least, Guardians Inferno by the Sneepers featuring David Hasselhoff. I forgot what effect setting I had on this, so. I am Groot. There you go. But when you have Parliament, you got the funk. Mm. Now, (laughs) the, the article that we're reading, which comes out of Rolling Stone... Uh, says they recruited Hasselhoff as a vocalist largely because he's supposed to be one of Peter Quill's heroes. Which means oh, Peter Lord Quill knows. Peter Quill must have loved Knight Rider. Either that or he's German. He's not German. Okay. So he must have loved Knight Rider. There you go. So that is your that's your track listing for the soundtrack, which is out now, which is available today. And this weekend, I am definitely going to be downloading that off iTunes. Yeah. 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 That is on the list. So, because I need to get it myself so we have it for (laughs) for here. There you go. Because I'm staring at the first soundtrack. I'm staring at the soundtrack from the animated series. The Cosmic Mix. That was good, too. I've got that one. So, uh, but do we have this? It's the picks of the week. And Eric, I'll let you go first. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, hang on. Let's see. <laughs> hey, I can uh, my Eric. first pick of the week is... Hmm? I said I could always have Eric go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'd rather let Eric go first. But okay, anyway. I'll let Eric go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric's first pick of the week is The Mighty Thor number 18, written by Jason Aaron, artist Russell Dotterman. The Asgard Shi'ar War goes full on Phoenix. As the gods of the Shi'ar call down their ultimate judgment on the Asgardians, Thor finds desperately needed in form of Odin's son. But are even two thunder gods enough to take on the Phoenix Force? And where the Phoenix goes lately, so does the X-Men's favorite tumblemaker, Quentin Quire. Has the rebel without a cause fighting one? Or will he just let the worlds burn? Interesting. Kylan, how about you go next? Uh, my first pick is Occupy Avengers number six. The writers are Walker and David. Uh, the artist is Walta and Gabriel Hernandez, and the cover artist are Sicaria and Paulo. Uh, when the van broke down in the manure capital of Iowa, Hawkeye and his team never thought they were in danger. Unfortunately, they were wrong. Now they must fight to stay alive against an unlikely menace that has come to destroy small town USA. Okay. Well, my first pick, well, it's only fitting considering what we just are returning back to a normal schedule from. Mm. Star Wars, Darth Maul number three. It's three of five. Uh, writer is Colin Bunn. Artist is Luke Ross. Um, an evil crime syndicate is auctioning off a Jedi Padawan. And that's all I got. <laughs> I will say the preview pages for this is awesome. Wow. So, Eric, your number two pick. My number two pick is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 18, written by Amy Reeder and uh, artist of Natasha Bustos. 
the smartest there is concludes moon girl has a big red t-rex now she needs to pull out even bigger guns the x-men ms marvel hall dr strange Ding, Ironheart, kid cree and even a familiar gang of stone age savages come together to confront an enemy that can't possibly be dr doom it's a battle royale as Lunella Lafayette has a final test she needs to ace and to prove the world she's the smartest there is. <laughs> so, Kylan, your number two pick. <laughs> my, my number two pick is Mighty Captain Marvel number four. Uh, the writers are Stoll and Margaret. Ah, ah, just realized what they're doing there. The writer is Margaret Stoll. Ah, the artist is Ramon Ra- Rosanis, and the cover artist is Elizabeth Torque. As Captain Marvel chases down leads on the missing Hala children, Earth's extraterrestrial refugee crisis escalates further. Mem's evil plan fi- finally is re- unraveled. Changing the course of Captain Marvel's future forever. Oh, how the mighty will fail. Well, my number two pick is Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, number 17. Mall Madness? How can Patsy be spending this much time with Jubilee and not go to the mall? Will they swing by the food court, catch a movie? Have a fashion montage. Certainly no villains will be there. What would a villain possibly be doing at the mall? And this is written by Kate Leith, and artist is Brittany Williams. So, Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Rocket Raccoon number five, written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Jorge Kello. Rocket gets to the bottom of the alien refugees' murders. He also gets himself into heaps of trouble. The tale of our grounded rocket comes to an end. Okay. Kylan, your final pick of the week my final pick is electra number three uh the writer is matt owens the cover artist is juan cabal the cover artist is elizabeth torque beating las vegas while electra has tried to lie low she managed to capture the attention of the up-and-coming kingpin arcade okay well, my final pick is not a regular issue, but is a trade paperback that's coming out this week. It's Captain America Volume 2, Marvel Knights trade paperback. Uh, Captain America lives again, but the Sentinel Liberty wakes from the ice in a very different world. One where, in his absence, the Nazis won the war. Can Steve Rogers and the resistance movement, filled with familiar faces, return the tide of history? Back in familiar surroundings, Captain America is forced to look at his homeland afresh when he serves on a military tribunal for an anti-war activist accused of being a terrorist. Then, as the Avengers are disassembled, Cap goes back to basics in in battles with foes including uh, Batroc, the Serpent Society, and Red Skull, plus an astonishing array of comic book talents. Salutes the living legend in a series of tales exploring what the red, white, and blue represents. This collects Captain America from 2002, issues 17 through 32, and Captain America Red, White, and Blue. And this book is suggested retail $34.99. Wow. Hmm. But, I mean, it's a great little great little thing. Um, especially have Captain America Red, White, and Blue. Mm-hmm. So, how about the Marvel Unlimited pick for the week? The Marvel Unlimited pick, uh, because I'll be topical, 
us into where we were last week. It is Classic Star Wars Volume 1, Number 1, in Deadly Pursuit. Now, what this is, it's the first trade paperback collection of issues from the Classic Star Wars series of comics. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, now, what this is, though, is a compilation of the newspaper comic strips. It's not it, It's not the comic book series that Marvel had back in the day. Now, this is these are the, the ones that appeared in newspapers. Uh, ran from, 90, from 1981 to 1984. Uh, the, the writer on this is Archie Goodwin, with uh, Al Williamson, Alan Nunes, and Monty Sheldon as the pencilers. Uh, cover artist Al Williamson for, for this trade paperback. And... It was originally published by Dark Horse in 94, but since the rights for Star Wars comics came back to Marvel, all the Dark Horse issues are now in Marvel Unlimited. Okay. Yeah. And I, t- I tell you, there, for me, growing up, it was hard for me to determine which series of stories I liked better, the comic book series or the newspaper strip series. And they never did they never did cross over with one another. This, these no. were like separate continuities, very separate worlds. But the comic strips are coming out from IDW. Yes, they are. Nice. Which is something else that we learned in the Marvel panel. No, it wasn't the Marvel no, panel. It was writer's the uh, publishers. Yeah, writers panel, writers roundtable. Now, is it IDW as well that's doing the, or is it Marvel that's doing the, the more jumbo sized books that have all the original or have the original artwork and and uh, like director's notes? I honestly can't remember. I have to go back. We and look thought at pictures. we thought that this would be streaming. We thought that panel would be streaming. Yeah, uh, the Marvel one, but it wasn't. So I didn't take notes. And I didn't record. Yeah, that's what we get for thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, the writers' panel was a pure fluke. There you go. So, um, but yeah, that's my unlimited pick for the week. Cool. Any mm. any final thoughts? Mm. May the fourth be with you, which yeah. is not very far away. It's not far away. Uh, a couple of weeks. Out. I, I, we still I, got a show in between there, but you know, I have a burning shows. urge. To, I have a burning urge to go and break out my uh, start my all my X Wing novels and start rereading those. There you go. Well, with Marvel Unlimited, read check out the Star Wars uh, Rogue Squadron novels or omnibuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So gladly. Um. I'm going to say one of my favorite pickups from Celebration, and it's Marvel-related. Eric knows about it, but Kylan. Oh! Triple Zero. Zero BT1. First time ever as a collectible. Right here. And that's the Black Series, right? No, that's Code of Bayoukas artifacts. These aren't action figures, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to ask. Ask what? How much? Eighty. Well, I mean, that's not even the that's not even the the, the collected value for it thing because it's already more than that. I know. Uh, let's check eBay real quick. So we got <laughs> some. Oh, apparently the Celebration Store had some Marvel comics, like two Vader Down variants. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get them from the Repop Store through repop.com but we couldn't even get close to the shop no and if you listen to some of the recap on was it came out for we be geeks right 
Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also okay. uh, issue 163 of this show. No, 164 of this show. Okay. So there you go. It's the it's the bonus episode. We we week. talk about yeah we talk about the the lines and the ridiculous waits to get in. <laughs> uh, uh, some some of those some of those waits really were I, I think beyond ridiculous. I I couldn't think of I I, yeah. I, I can say I've I've stood in line for hours for a panel. I've done that. But to get into a store, only to wait in the line even longer to get out? I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. The panel. We're not complaining about the panels. I mean, that's expected. No, no, no. no. Yeah. But some of the other stuff, uh, content. The show was great. Mm-hmm. The the other, it was kind of. Now this set, I'm looking on eBay. Three results for how I typed it in. Cheapest is ninety nine bucks. The second one is ninety nine ninety nine. Third one is one hundred and fifty four ninety nine. But there's also a few more that are going for one eighty, one seventy five, one seventy, uh, one fifty, uh, two hundred. So yeah, it just depends. Price is doubled. Yep. Essentially, price is doubled easily. So uh, I'm happy with it. I have the I have the exclusive from Celebration Six, which was R two A six. Obviously, I do not have the one from Anaheim because I didn't go, so I don't I don't see the point. I'll, I'll get the ones from when I was there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, to, to have these two, I I was surprised. I don't think many were sold. Of it, because uh, I think a lot of people still are not aware of who the characters are. Mm. But as soon as I said it, I mean, Eric will tell you, the guy asked me, you're a fan? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, any other final thoughts? Nope, I'm good. I'm good. Then there's only one thing left to be said. Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was great seeing Afra get lots of love at the show. Uh, a lot yeah. more than I was expecting. A lot more. Well, I mean, she's a strong character, an interesting character, and, uh... Well, character we, that. We, we... I think she's at her best when she has a foil-like favor, though. Yeah, but we, I, we know, too, it's a character that, that has, has some controversy to her prior to the show, when the book was first, when her book was first announced. Right. So. Right. But, but you know. Not what, what? No, I was just going to say, but, you know, it's, she's proven she's a strong character. She can hang. <laughs> 